Welcome to the Tom and Jerry Podcast. Tom was the cat, Jerry was the mouse. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Tom and Jerry Podcast Show. I'll be featuring today the breakdown for UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 2. I'll mainly be covering the main and the co-main events for this and pretty much giving you the key to victories. Obviously today uh, is only one day short of the event, so I'll mostly likely just be doing both McGregor's key to victories and Dustin's key to victories, where I'll be doing a shorter segment for Hooker versus Chandler. I guess going off the past five performances for McGregor, he has grown a bit, and in terms of his gas tank, I mean, his issue is pretty much after the second round, he doesn't actually have a finish to his record, especially in the UFC. His gas tank would have been greatly increased from his cardio sessions. I guess he's trying to be leaner and better from that, but I do believe that straight out of the bat, if he doesn't make it past the second round in terms of a finish, he most likely won't finish Dustin Poirier and it'll go to a decision. My three key to victories for McGregor is as follows. The first one, he's really baiting or his whole game is built around his left hand. Amongst a lot of orthodox fighters whom he isn't facing tomorrow in the southpaw of Poirier, McGregor has usually relied upon his pullback left hand or pullback cross. The cross in either it's orthodox or southpaw is a great weapon when you're versing someone that's the opposite stance to you. This is because usually you start with your lead hand, which is actually a great counter um, with your cross or your power hand um, in those exchanges. However, a lot of Dustin's fighters as well is, is orthodox, so both of them will be relying upon their left hand. Although McGregor, more than likely, will be looking for Dustin Poirier to commit, and I'll be going to the next clip to show that. Okay, so Conor McGregor's three keys to victory. His first one and his best weapon is his left hand. He's will have to use that in situations where he hasn't been able to use that previously. Most of his situations has been against orthodox and that's been made easier um, by a lot of them committing to that their own left hand. So if they're throwing that jab, um, a most common counter of the advanced strikers normally use a, a weapon called a, a jab um, counter. They call it the cross counter. So when someone throws their jab, if you're in orthodox stance, McGregor will come over the top with his left. Um, in this instance, though, he probably won't be able to use that pullback cross only because now he's uh, facing a, a fellow southpaw. He'll have to use it other ways, um, and I'll show that in various clips next. The second key to victory here um, is he greatly maneuvers his opponent. He's actually good with his spatial awareness when it comes to striking, almost like a Machida um, back in the day before they figured him out with his karate style. Uh, he's very bouncy back and forth with his movement. He tries to get his opponents to really go upon his left hand. So in saying that, he will throw misguided shots, wild shots such as, you know, hook kicks, spinning kicks, even lazy jabs, just to get his opponent where he wants them. Um, and then he'll try to finish them off with a left hand. So it's really using his movement and guiding his opponents onto his left hand, which yeah, is a second key to victory. Using those wild um, striking 
techniques to then gauge to his left hand. His third key to victory in Myers is to actually finish the fight early. McGregor really has only eked, um, you know, split decisions um, when it comes to big fights such as the Diaz fight in UFC. Obviously, he's had fights beforehand um, in, in the other organizations, but I do feel his real key to victory here is to finish the fight early within the first or second round. If he can gauge Poirier in a gunfight, especially when Poirier was a lot more slug-heavy, such as the Gagey fights, um, and he can get Poirier to commit early, I feel like he could have a similar performance like he did with Cowboy, um, who actually was pretty gun-shy that night. I do feel, though, that if Poirier doesn't take the bait and doesn't come with lazy shots, then McGregor will actually have to implement another game plan because a lot of his um, powerful shots really rely upon you know, catching the person out cold or early before they've even started, and that is really only within the first two rounds. Okay, so we have Connor versus Alvarez. This is a really good example of how Connor manipulates the space between him and his opponent with his pullback cross. You can see as Alvarez is headhunting, Alvarez will actually overcommit with his right hand. In this case, he'll be throwing a cross, but this is still evident if Poirier chooses to commit to a high jab and steps forward. As you can see here, Alvarez is going to overshoot that right hand. McGregor, who's actually really just stepped out slightly, has still gauged with his lead hand. Normally when a fighter gauges out their lead hand for distance, they almost know that certainly that their power hand will be at least six inches forward to the target. And if that is already online with Alvarez's face, he's placed perfectly for that counter shot to move forward or over the target. You'll see here McGregor will actually shoot across and connect. And that will set up the barrage of punches where he's able to claim to the lightweight title. This is something that Poirier really has to be aware of early on or throughout the fight not to overcommit with his jab because Connor can still come over the top with his left hand. Okay, Connor McGregor's second key to victory. Using his supplementary shots to gain towards the left hand. Connor McGregor does this very well where he uses a couple of main techniques his left teep or his push kick um, to kind of keep his opponents at bay. He also has used in the past quite successfully the left uppercut, most notably in the Mayweather bout in boxing, and he kind of uses his knee. So I guess what he tries to do is he tries to get the opponent to stay stationary, and the way to do that is either by creating, you know, false commitments by throwing other shots or at least trying to get his opponents to stabilize. You'll see here against Brimage, Brimage will bum rush in. As he bum rushes into the fight, McGregor will try and attempt to get him to stop, which you can see there with that, with that left knee that goes straight up, causing him to stay. Again, he uses the teep. He uses the teep well and he'll use it again in another clip that comes in the next few seconds in that left uppercut. The reason why the left uppercut and the teep there, this one to the face, 
is used well is because it keeps the opponent in one spot. Then you see him come over the left. If Connor can actually use that all of his other left shots, such as the left tape and that left uppercut, he can cause his opponents, like he did with Brimage, to stay in range for his left hand. And you see he immediately goes to that left hand when that when his opponent stays. That's the second key to victory. If you can get Poirier to actually stay stationary with his supplementary shots, it doesn't have to be the tape or the left uppercut. Those are just arsenals that are can be well utilized against another southpaw, such as this instance. Even his spinning kicks, if he can get Poirier to move where he wants, that's what he's really setting up, his left hand. All right, let's get to Poirier's key, three keys to victories. I believe his three key to victories will be the first one, laying down early pressure or pressure within the exchanges. A lot of McGregor's counters or his pot shotting really relies upon being on the outside to medium ranges, where Poria actually thrives upon pressure fighting, inside fighting, which isn't actually seen a lot in today's boxing. A lot of uh, fighters, even in MMA, is really on the outside or all the way in the clinch. And I believe if Poria can actually execute in terms of pressure on the inside. McGregor, you've seen even in Diaz 2 and other performances, he's not really great when there's punches in bunches. It's more really waiting um, upon that big counter. The second one is going to be using his lead hand in terms of a hook. Poirier has a great hook and is actually the equalizer to a cross in my eyes, especially in boxing. If you've got, if someone has a really good cross, um, you know, an equal counter, if not better, is that lead hook um, to the inside as they're throwing that cross. That's one arsenal that I think Poirier can actually execute. And the third one, I think his key to victory or last key to victory will literally be trying to wade through the first two rounds. Everyone has a game plan. A lot of people probably won't be as excited, but I really feel if Poirier can hold his nerves and go past the second round and build upon his game, you know, chipping away with those lead hooks, um, doing lead leg kicks just to kind of put the pressure of McGregor I think he can actually start to impact and I've you've seen that in his bout against Holloway and you've seen that in his later exchanges against other opponents such as Hooker and such as Gagey. Poirier actually has a great gas tank um, in, in my eyes. So one of Poirier's key to victory is early pressure or pressure throughout the fight. Poria has actually implemented a pretty good pressure-heavy style of fighting throughout his career, but I feel like now he's actually really honed down, especially when he feels as though his opponents are wilting upon that pressure. I feel that also in a lot of McGregor's downfalls or losses really started when he started to gas. And if Poria can sense that sustained barrages of punches, such as the one that he produces here against Hooker, inside fighting hook after hook necessarily really it only has to do with keeping the pressure on mcgregor doesn't seem to fight really well not necessarily off the back foot but in close situations such as this so if poria can actually sustain that pressure and keep his guard up that's another key to poria's victory okay 
another key to victory for Poirier is actually using his lead right hook against another southpaw. The equaliser to a cross in my eyes is a lead left hook. They can come right after they commit to their cross, and that's what Poirier actually has a really good shot. Although he's really demonstrated that against Max Holloway, who often switches, you'll notice that here, after Holloway attempts to throw his own cross... Dustin comes over the top with his lead hook. He is switching himself, but that hits, and he hits it again. And you can see there that that, I feel, is a perfect counter-weapon to Connor's cross. There's more than the game, but you can see he comes right over there, and I feel like that is Poirier's equalizing shot. Again, you can see the barrage of punches, which is another key to victory that I explained earlier. But Poirier has that lead hook. He sets it up beautifully in the Holloway fight. He uses it there again. That was a really good shot. You can see there that as he came back, on the in clinch, on the inside, that is where I feel if Holloway actually threw that cross, he comes in right on the inside with that lead hook again. Another key to Poirier's victory. I believe the outcome to this fight will really be wagered upon if Conor McGregor can have that early finish, and if he doesn't, for Poirier to have that late on pour. I'm actually pulling for the upset in this. I know that Poirier has um, a loss against McGregor, but I do feel that Poirier is a little bit more mature and a little bit more of a tactician. He builds a little bit more with strategy rather than emotion. Um, and I do feel that he will win tomorrow. All right, guys, let me know below in your comments. Um, give us a like and a follow. And yeah, let me know how you think UFC 257 will go down. Thank you.